The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, with hosts Jesse Dollamore and Brittany Page, a podcast dedicated to free-thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. All right, episode 69 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I, of course, am your host, Jesse Dollamore. And sitting frightfully across from me is my Halloween hottie co-host, Brittany Page. Halloween's over, so <laughs> I'm not frightened right now. Well, we're doing a little time machine here because technically right now, I don't know why I'm saying it so DJ-like, but technically right now, it is... October 29th, and we're recording an episode to release on Monday, two days after Halloween. Right. Th two, two days, I guess. Three days. Right. A anyway, this is our Halloween episode, but because we're going to be, as I've said before in previous episodes, since we're going to be in Spokanistan, Washington, Spokane, we decided to do this. As an alternative for the episode. So if this is your first time tuning in, this is not the show. <laughs> we would direct you to other episodes to see exactly what the show is about. This is our Halloween extravaganza where we have put a call out to our audience to get them to tell us stories of embarrassing moments or Halloween moments that were memorable. And there have been a few. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty good. One of the stories that you're going to hear today really doesn't have anything to do with with uh, with Halloween. It just strictly involves a very memorable story that is involving and surrounding being embarrassed. So, but there there's one that's uh, Halloween and embarrassed. I guess there's two that are Halloween and being made a spectacle. A spectacle, right? Not a skeptical spectacle. Just a spectacle. Could be, I guess. <laughs> well, you were in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, thanks for joining. Here it is, our Halloween bonanza. So, over the course of the last few episodes, you, the listeners, I'm sure know, I have told a couple stories where I was made a spectacle and I was embarrassed. And we also put a call out for stories about Halloween. Now, on the phone with me, I have Adam Baynard. It's rare that I would have someone on the show that I could say I'm a fan of, but I'm a fan of Adam's. Adam is the co-host of a show called 8-Bit Bourbon, which mixes one of my favorite things in the world with my other not-so-favorite thing. It's video games and geekery mixed with delicious delicious bourbon 
So welcome to the show, Adam. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So I am a little wary because I don't know. We haven't talked at all. I just oh. Skyped you and now we are for the first time talking and I have no fucking idea what your story is or your stories are, whether they're related to embarrassment or the hallowed day of the dead or whatever the fuck the holiday is for. Well, mine mine isn't like a, a story where I was embarrassed in front of a group of people. It was more that I was mortified and by like I was scared. I was mortified by what I did and other people didn't realize what I had done. And it it was it was awful. And I haven't really done Halloween <laughs> since I haven't done Halloween since then. Oh, so it's mixing of the two. Yeah. Oh, it was, then this it was is, bad. That's beautiful. All right. So it was two Halloweens ago. Oh, recent. Uh, nice. Yeah. Um, I was with my my ex-girlfriend. Uh, I had been with her for almost 10 years. So I knew her family like they were my own. We did everything together. We we went on vacations together. I knew all of them. I knew all of them by name. They I love them. They love me. I'm still close to their family because they were just great people. So usually for Halloween, I would get like just stupid costumes. I one year I went like as the green man from um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Right, right. And I've always been kind of like a, a risque kind of person. Like I like to push the boundaries of stuff and be goofy and and I don't just make people like laugh at me. So I I was like I was talking to Ashley. I'm like, I'm just going to get a really offensive like costume. And I wasn't going to go like you've seen like the priest walk around with like the babies and stuff like that. I wasn't right, going to do right. that. I was like, I'm going to get something with a big dick on it. So I, I, I thought back, like, I was like, what's an awesome costume? When you were a little kid, you used to wear like that, that black suit with like the white skeleton. You could see your skeleton and in the dark, it would like glow. Right, right. So I was, I was looking for something like that. So I got one, I found one. And in the middle of, of the legs, it had this big, long black like dick and it had a bone in it and it had like this little pump thing. You could pump it. And it would give you like a hard on so you could walk around with like this big hard on in a skeleton suit. And so hang on. So <laughs> I want to get an image here. So the suit, the, the the boner part of the suit, did it also have the glow in the dark bone? Oh, yeah. 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 It oh, had a okay. nice big white bone through it. So it, <laughs> it was it, you could see what it was. I'm going to isolate that just so you know. It had a I nice hope, big white bone through. it. I hope you do. <laughs> Uh, so my friend, the guy that produces our show, my best friend, Chad, his band, he's in a band. They were doing a cover show at, at a, at a bar, a big party. So we go there and people are like, people love it. They're going nuts. People are taking pictures with it. Girls are like grabbing it. Guys are grabbing like the dick. And everybody's <laughs> think it's funny. Like, if, like I was there for like 15 minutes and somebody had already broken like the pump thing. So it really wasn't working. So I. I was just I was pretty drunk and I was just like I would just walk around like pretend to like hump people and like do like helicoptering like just swinging this thing around like I'm painting a poor image of my uh, of myself right now. So are you still with your your girlfriend? Are you no, with your no. girlfriend and her no, family? No, we have, we have, no. Oh, no, no. I was just with her and my oh, friends. Okay, okay. <laughs> and so we go we finally leave the bar. They have like this tent set up cuz they live in upstate New York, so it's usually cold around Halloween. So we're in like this heated tent and everybody's dancing. It's just an awesome party. Like 200 people maybe in this tent. My friend's band's playing covers and it's just a lot of fun. And out of the corner of my eye, I see this like little like this this couple. One of them is dressed up as um, – he's got like a point and break um, 
president mask, like rubber mask on, but it yeah, was like yeah. Bill, it was like Bill Clinton. It's the best way I could describe it. He had a Bill Clinton mask on and he was in a suit and he's, there's like this little old lady like dressed up as or a little like old lady dressed up person. She, she looked awesome. And she's over there like bumping and grinding people. And this guy with the mask on, they're bumping and grinding. So I'm like, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to dance with these guys. So I was drunk. I ran over there and I start like dancing with her. And then she starts like grinding on me. And then she bends over and starts like with her head grinding on the other guy. So it's almost like an Eiffel Tower situation. I'm, and, I'm and, not uh, not familiar with the term. All right. And Eiffel Tower. It's <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> Eiffel Towers, when you have a girl in the middle and she's bent over and, and the two guys kind of lean forward and they can kind of touch each other and make like kind of kind of like a kind of looks like a, it looks like the Eiffel Tower. Okay, and the okay. girl's in the middle. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we're <laughs> dancing like that. Everybody's laughing. People are taking pictures. Everybody's going nuts. The song gets over and the guy walks up to me and starts giving me like a high five. He rips off his mask. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, shit. And my girlfriend at the time, she goes. Uncle Larry? Uh. And it, it was my my girlfriend's great uncle. This guy's like 73 years old. I, it was like 12 o'clock at night. He's at a bar. I was like, Jesus Christ, Larry. I'm like, what are you doing? Because I had a mask on too. I didn't know it was him. And then the little lady turns off. She takes off her mask. And it's his wife who's uh. probably older than he is. And I have been to like church with these people. I've been to weddings with these people. I've gone on vacation with these people. And I was like, I was just grinding your great aunt and like high fiving your great uncle as I was like grinding on your aunt. And it was awful. That took an unexpected turn. I thought, I thought when you started, when you got into it, you saw the people over there and she was in an old lady costume. I thought it was just going to end up being just a random old lady that you ended up grinding on some old lady. It's even worse. It was like girlfriend's old lady family. (laughs) Yeah. And we were, and I was so close to these people. Like they were like my family. They still like are my, my family. I'm, I'm still really close. And I like, I was, I was like, my hands were like all over this lady. Cause I didn't, I didn't know. It was it was an old lady dressed up like as an old lady. I had no idea she was wearing a mask and everything. The least creative costume ever. <laughs> yes, yes, it, and he was dressed up like Bill Clinton with the mask and a suit on. And oh god, it was it was ridiculous. That and is I, awesome. Needless to say, you lost your boner. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I I probably should have just ripped it off and thrown it on the ground and just walked away. <laughs> It was it was horrible. And everybody just thought it was hilarious. I was like, I, was, I just I didn't know what to say. I was so embarrassed. Like, I don't get embarrassed that often. Yeah. And it was horrible. I'll never forget when he ripped off that mask. And it was like everything around me just stopped. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. That's I a just good kinda, one. I kind of just had like a three threesome with uh, my girlfriend's uncle. About as close as you will ever have. Yeah. To have a threesome. My other one for the ne- the next the next night, my friend's band has another show. They're like, "Come out, get dressed up, put your costume back on. It'll be funny." There's gonna it's gonna be in this awesome costume party at like this restaurant, like hotel thing. I was like, "People dressing up?" They're like, "Yeah, people are dressing up. We're dressing up." So I'm like, "All right, I'll come out." I I walk through this main door. My friends are all behind me. I'm like, "I'll go in first. I walk in, and it's just nothing but 
like families and old oh. people sitting there eating their dinner. <laughs> and I walk in and I just have this big like it's it's broken by now. So this thing is like it's like broken and, and like halfway down it. So it's kind of like flopping all around. <laughs> Even and, worse. <laughs> yeah, and people are just staring at me mortified that this kid walked into the bar or the restaurant with just a skeleton dick hanging between his <laughs> legs. It, it was awful. I took. I went to the bathroom and I took it off and I just put it in the garbage and I I left. Well, couldn't have you like maybe put it inside out so it just like I, you had an any? I, I was just so embarrassed. It was awful. And that's not too far removed. That's only two years ago. It was two years ago. I haven't. I have not done Halloween since then. <laughs> not 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 because I'm afraid. It's just that I don't. I don't know. I just don't know if I can deal because the shit like that always happens to me. You've so. sworn off Halloween. Too too I many have. bad memories. Yeah. Well, that is awesome. Well, listen, everybody. If you like stories like that and characters like this, you should check out his show, 8-Bit Bourbon. You can find it on iTunes, and it's uh, everybody's favorite hump day podcast. Isn't that right? Am I giving good information here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every Wednesday. I even know your little taglines and shit. It's actually as though, it seems as though I listen to your show. You're a legit fan. Which is weird because I don't give a fuck about video games. But it just tells you that there's enough in your show to listen to to get me through the boring video game parts. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you like, if you like rambling, then uh, come to our show. We, <laughs> we, we'll go 30 minutes off topic. And no, then I somehow. love it. No, seriously. I, I don't That's what a, we get. I don't People give a see fuck it. about video games at all. I, the last video game I played was uh, Vegas 2, whatever that uh, Tom – Rainbow Six Vegas Rainbow 2. Rainbow Six, yeah. Yeah, and – I'm not even good at it. I'm fucking terrible at that shit. And you were a Marine. And I was hey, I was a Marine, everybody, since Brittany's not here. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to regale us with your big, white, delicious boner story. It was, and it went right to my great aunt. Oh, that yeah. was just awesome. Yep. Well, thanks a lot, man. Thank you for having me. So the next series in the Halloween slash embarrassing story for episode 69, this episode 69, is, is one that the, the, the person left us a voicemail, and I found it so, so funny that we needed to actually get in contact with them and have a little conversation about it. So joining us on the phone right now is the lovely Katie from Idaho, who happens to be Brittany's very best friend in all of the world. Katie, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Just like the Skype. Very, all very good. good. <laughs> I almost erased this app from my phone, but I didn't. Well, see, it's serendipity. Yep. So I, should I give host duties over to you, Brittany, and have you no, no, I'm just a co-host. I don't have anything to read here, so I don't know what to do. <laughs> just drink your wine and have a good time. Okay, all right. So in the voicemail, Katie, you explained about uh, a 1980s wild and wacky Halloween party <laughs> that, that that your parents went to, and I want you to to go through, tell the story, but I've got questions because it, it seemed hilarious. Your dad seems like a hilarious guy. He is. He is. It's almost embarrassing, actually. Um, but feel free to interject whenever. <laughs> that, that's what I do. You listen to the show, so you know I. Yeah. I can't help, yeah, but yeah. I can't help myself. 
So uh, in the 80s, I'm not sure what year it was, um, but my dad had this awful costume. It looked like kind of a Beetlejuice Skeletor mix. Um, That's scary. He, yeah, it was it was very scary. In fact, before he before he wore it out, I think he <laughs> kept it in his closet, and he would scare me from time to time. Working <laughs> up to do you mean before? So. Do you mean before he wore it out? Like he 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 wore the costume out. It no longer was serviceable because he wore it too much. <laughs> no, no, like. Um, oh, before he, he would he wore it out okay. in public. Oh, okay, okay. So he was like trying to warm me up to it, I guess, to you know, make me not so scared. But it didn't really work because I would just scream and run away. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so and I don't, I don't know, I don't know how my mom went. But um, a lot of people in the neighborhood, they love to dress up. So our neighbors had this party, and my parents went, and I, I believe that my mom. I think might have showed up separately just so as to not give my dad away. But the whole <laughs> night he he arrived and people were kind of asking him who he was. And he just kind of shook his head and, you know, just shrugged his shoulders like, hmm, didn't make a noise and just kind of sat there and, you know, enjoyed just like watched people basically. And, the whole night, people kept coming up to him and asking him who he was, and they would just kind of laugh. They thought it was a joke, you know, it was funny, and I'm just... That's weird. Every time, I, every time my dad tells a story, I'm like, I seriously, if this happened in Idaho, where people carry weapons, oh, uh, you, I'm not sure did this that would go down. Did this happen when you lived in Northern California? That is correct, yes. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, and, and we knew, I mean... He, I, I wonder if people just maybe did know that it was my dad, but my dad didn't talk at all. But he, he carried on, well, I guess other people carried on full-on conversations with him, and he didn't say one word. And he would just, he just went throughout the whole night, no one knowing who he was at all. And I don't think my mom kind of, like, lingered around him too much, so as to not give away right, his identity, right. but... People were Basically, probably too hammered to care at a certain point. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I think she was thoroughly enjoying the show. Like people uh, were probably a little afraid at first. Kind of like, is this yeah. guy a child molester? Is he going to murder people? Like, what's he doing yep. here? And I then know. and then they just got drunk and don't care. Uh, I, yeah. I find it weird uh, that the homeowner, because was, was the homeowner in on it? I don't know. I I don't think that anyone knew who it was because we were we were close with our neighbors i mean it was a very you know tight-knit neighborhood and, right and she never i mean my dad i think even brought it up to her at one point and she did not recall it at all she might have been so intoxicated she just really doesn't remember the night because i don't think there was one person over there except for my father <laughs> I, I have a hard time if i was a homeowner and i <laughs> and i know everybody at my party and i've got this one creeper <laughs> Who, whom I don't know the identity of, who's 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 skulking around, and that's that would be problematic. I think I might have to demand you either unveil yourself, masked man, right? or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I don't get how everybody was just kind of like, oh, okay, so we're gonna have to try to guess who you are, huh? And you know, they would sit there and guess, and you know, no one would get it. Well, your dad, that your dad's. Or, your dad's... Well, they did get it, and then he was like, nope, I don't know who that is. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad's very funny. 
Yeah, he he's very um Halloween is probably the one holiday that he, you know, kind of gets all jazzed up about and dresses up for. To this day, he's in his 60s and he still dresses up. Is he so. is he super like holiday Halloween is his his like number one holiday? Uh I don't know. I I think every holiday is probably good to go because it involves a lot of food. So uh, man after my own heart. I because I, I, I think those people who are Halloween is their favorite and they fucking they go nutty for Halloween. I think that's weird. I yeah, I'm no. judging. <laughs> no, definitely it's definitely not like one of those things. But he just gets all he likes to surprise people with his costumes. Like a lot of times when he would dress up, he wouldn't reveal to me what he was going to be until you know like the day of and he would you know get out his musketeer costume he's only being a musketeer with himself but it's a musketeer costume <laughs> that's funny i uh i unwittingly ruined brett's costume one year he this was two year last year was it or two years ago i don't recall well he was he w- would not tell anyone what he was going to be and I I was trying to extract it, you know, for by whatever means, and finally I said, "Well, as long as it's not something fucking lame like like uh, Breaking Bad, because everybody's going to be doing goddamn Breaking <laughs> Bad this year." And he goes, "Oh, uh huh, uh huh." And then we show up for Halloween, and that's what he had planned to do, and he was super bummed, depressed almost, and trying to change his costume because he was because of what I had said. So, wow. I. I ruined it. I had a friend one year in college that would not reveal to anyone, no one, not even his roommates, what he was going to be for Halloween. He was so excited about it. And he was making it, too. And I'm like, what could he possibly be making? This guy is, he can't make, <laughs> you know, a fried egg or boil water. So I don't I don't know what he's going to do. And turns out, come Halloween, he is dressed up as a penis with two blue <laughs> bouncy balls. Oh, wow. What, yeah. Was it creative? Uh, it was very creative. He, did, he, <laughs> he took a bowl and he used it as his hat and he wrapped it in flesh, Caucasian colored skin, I guess you could say. I don't want to wow. say flesh because well, it's all different colors of so flesh. Like an but... ace bandage? Yeah, Yikes. exactly. So he went as, he went as blue balls. <laughs> Pretty much. He was a large, he's like six, he's like your height. He was really tall, but he was really skinny. So it kind of worked out great, I guess. Wow. So he was just a certain kind of penis. Yeah. No, it's not the certain... penis. It's the they're blue balls. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought he had like a hat on, like being the head of the penis, like with the yeah, balls. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, he yeah. So See, he, I'm getting the picture. The Jesse's not. He was a circumcised and penis down... with with teased for too long testicles. Yeah, yeah. I it... think we've gone too far afield here for Katie. <laughs> <laughs> Katie. Oh, oh, that is awesome. How perfect is that? <laughs> that Skype protected Katie and her awesome, beautiful chastity and morality and purity. Technology is looking out for you, Katie. Listen, uh, we didn't get a chance to say goodbye, but this is staying. That was too perfect to fucking go back and redo. So, uh, again, that was Katie from Idaho, Brittany's very best friend in the world, telling what ended up being a story that wasn't intended to be told that I think maybe is the better story. So joining me is longtime friend of the show 
and only the show, not me, Brett McAfee. Brett, how are you? The original. <laughs> How are I was you? Gonna say Brett, no, Brett number one, but I'm the fucking original. Yeah, I guess I guess Brett number one would would probably not be fitting because you are Brett the original. Now we're gonna have to find another fucking Brett to to be Brett number one, and then you know obviously Brett Hyman is is it Hayman or Hyman with that? It's probably it's probably Hayman. Brett very Hayman. unlikely that it's Hyman. <laughs> Brett number two is probably not happy right now that we're completely fucking his name, which would be appropriate that we'd be fucking his name if his last name is Hyman. So <laughs> Brett is on the show today kind of against his his own better judgment and his own will because I forced him to come on and tell and tell a story that is one of the most remarkable, awesome and entertaining stories, and I know I'm setting you up for failure here, buddy, <laughs> but yeah, rem- an awesome thing that happened. And I'm going to... leaving me one of the most embarrassing, but it's so insane that I, you just, I have to tell the story to people because it's like, it's a what-the-fuck story. Well, it's, it's, it doesn't really fit in with Halloween. Well, it doesn't... It absolutely does not fit in with Halloween. And it doesn't really fit in with being embarrassed at the hands of someone else, but it certainly fits in with embarrassment and then the chicanery that followed. Oh, I was wildly embarrassed. I was wildly embarrassed, which is what led to my freaking out. And then after I freaked out, I was even more embarrassed by my behavior. Right, right. Thankfully, so- the, those guys were just <laughs> in fucking no. So. So, so let's set the stage. You used to live in Sun Valley, Idaho, home of Bruce Willis and Demi Moore and John Kerry and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Clint Eastwood, Tom Hanks. Yeah, right, right. You lived in a celebrity mecca. Yeah, yeah. And my greatest celebrity encounter um, was uh, running, running across the dad from American, from American Pie um, in Starbucks. <laughs> no, no, no. American Pie. I was in awe. Yeah, the dad from American Pie, you know, that freaking, that dude American with the glasses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Levy. Yeah, Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. All those other fuckers you mentioned, damn, fuck those guys. Eugene Levy, <laughs> that was the shit. <laughs> so, so I, I, listen, let's get into this. You found yourself right. on a on a sledding hill. You were sledding with your family. Well, I, I kind of want to set the stage for for what what the situation was for you. You you were with your fiance at the time, which was her her mother and her father and her sister, who had a black boyfriend. Which yeah. may not yeah. seem it may not seem uh, germane now. Like, well, why the fuck does it matter that he's black? But it. It comes into play later in the story. Yeah, Gerald, um, a.k.a. Jerizi. Jerizi. <laughs> All right, so, so we've set the stage. You're, you're out in the mountains sledding. Take it away. Well, let me preface kind of the story by saying that my fiance Heather, her dad, this guy was a fucking, he's a man's man. You know, you need your car worked on, he can fucking throw open the hood and fucking whip, 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 and work on your car. He can fucking tear down a house and rebuild it from scratch. Just do the fucking man's man. Right, right. He's everything I've got. 
I mean, he's everything that you're not. <laughs> yeah, everything that I'm not. I didn't grow up with a dad. I didn't learn how to fucking turn wrenches. I could change a tire on a good day, but well, you so probably all of the- you probably grew up with a dad. He just didn't live with you, and you didn't know who he was. <laughs> yeah, well, I grew up with several dads, but they were all just pieces of shit and wanted to fuck my mother. So. Right, right. All that aside, anyway, he was. I looked up to him. He was like Superman's man, and um, I just, you know, it was important for me to, to always impress him. Plus, I was in my late twenties, so I was still kind of a kid. So they're out visiting me. We're out sledding. These these guys come rolling out from kind of the backwoods on this, and they're towing a car, and. You know, we asked him, hey, do you guys need help? Hang on one second. Let's set the stage for those, for the audience who doesn't know. Sun Valley is a ski resort area, and Brett is back in the woods, like on mountain roads, where people can get stuck with their, even in their four-wheel drives, very easily. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very, very um, hardcore. So we're back there sledding. These guys are pulling, are towing a car out, and the guy in the lead car... Um, we say, hey, is there anything we can do? Do you guys need help? And he goes, no, we got it, but uh, if you have a shovel we can use, that would be great. So I lend him my snow shovel. Anyway, they pulled the car out, and they were going back and forth. Evidently, I don't know, there's a fucking giant party of cars back there that, that got stuck. <laughs> so we continue to snow sled, and um, a, a lot of time goes by. They're going back and forth. And now, uh, and now it's getting time kind of where we're like, ah, fuck, it's about time to wrap it up. And I said, um, I said, hey, I'll just take my Explorer in there and I'll go find him and get my snow shovel. And Heather's dad, Tim, is like, um, it's pretty icy, you know. And I'm like, oh, I got this. I'll just put it in four-wheel drive. It's all good. And he's like, okay, keeping very much in mind, it's my fucking goal in life to fucking prove to this guy that I'm worthy of a daughter, I'm a man, whatever. Yeah, right. So right. I jumped at my... I jump on my floor and I start fucking cruising back there, and it's so fucking icy and so shitty that that my explorer just fucking goes into the ditch. Bad situation or bad sitch, as uh, Brittany would say. So you're stuck. I'm stuck. So I'm like, God damn it! Now I've got to walk back, and I've got to get Heather's dad and Jerezy to come help me fucking get unstuck or unfucked. And so I'm starting to get really embarrassed because it's important to me. And the more embarrassed I get, the, I'm, I'm becoming kind of angry. So we're, we're digging, digging the car out, and those guys are coming back towing another car. And they have to stop because they can't get by on the road because I'm blocking it. So they all get out, and they start helping, and they push, and they get, get me out of there. Those dudes got you out because you were unable to get yourself out. Yeah, the three of us were having a hard time getting it done. So they, right. they all helped us. Plus, they wanted to get by and go about their business. They're towing cars out, and so they're they're not having a good day. So so they're in a hurry. They want to fucking get on the road and get going. So for some reason, I don't remember, what we didn't get the snow shovel then. So they hauled the car out. They went back in, and we're sledding for a little while longer, and <laughs> we decide that it's time to go. So I've got to get my... <laughs> get my snow shovel. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking drive back there and get my <laughs> snow shovel for a second time. So show, showing your intelligence and your foresight, you want to drive back down the trail you just got stuck on and yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they talk you out of it. 
No, they didn't talk me out of it. I was I was adamant because I was embarrassed about not oh. being able to fucking <laughs> drive the goddamn car. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking show that I can drive the goddamn car. Anyway, their whole posse had split into two different groups. Yeah, the other posse, the, the, the towing people out posse. Yeah, the towing people out posse had split into two groups. So the guy that was in the lead originally, you borrowed the snow shovel, they were on the outside in the clear. And so I was driving into those other dudes to try to get my snow shovel. So fucking obviously I start driving my car in and I go over to the side again and I get stuck again. And so I'm wildly fucking humiliated at this point. And so Jerry Z and Tim come out and Tim's super nice guy. So we've not really said anything. We're trying to dig ourselves out. There's enough room this time for the guys to get by. So the guy who was in the lead that we lent the snow shovel to comes driving by, and he's got his arm out the window, and he looks at me, and he goes, that's just fucking great. And uh, he drives on. What a dick. Oh, my God. Yeah. Blood fucking boiling in my veins. I'm so embarrassed. So he says, he says it loud enough for everyone to hear. It's not like a personal little vignette just for you and he it's everybody okay. hears him berating you be degrading you as smug and prickish as he could possibly be with this fucking that's the vision i have in my head of his stupid fucking face so 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 oh. let me let, let me preface let, let's stop here and let's let me explain something about that you discovered about yourself and that I think is very poignant and very telling about most men that when embarrassed, when you're trying to be macho and you're trying to be a man and you're embarrassed for your lack of ability in that arena, you get embarrassed and then you get angry and frustrated because of that embarrassment. And that's what happened to you here. Yeah, for sure. That's exactly what happened. I mean, I'm I'm mad at myself. I'm very angry and frustrated at myself, and I'm embarrassed. So as soon as I have an outlet to vent that anger at myself out towards somebody else, fucking brilliant, right? Right, right. Because you, you, you can't be Jim Carrey from Liar Liar who kicks his own ass in the bathroom. You have to wait until someone triggers, and then you can externalize that anger. <laughs> yes. And I think that I'm making this so much about uh, Heather's dad when, you know, let's not forget the fact that Heather is there. She's there seeing her her fiancé just being a fucking turd basket. Right, being emasculated. So, being, he's uh, self, yeah, so just, he, he is self-emasculating. <laughs> that's, just, that's just keeping it on to my freaking heart at this point. I'm just... So anyway... The guy drives by. He's a smug prick. Oh, that's fucking great. He drives by. So he goes up about 100 yards, and that's where they're digging out their, their next car. Um, I'm super mad, and so Jerezy sees that I'm super mad. And he goes, hey, man. He goes, you want me to go up there and get your shovel? I'm hang like, on. Oh, that'd be great. Hang, hang on. Black Jerezy goes down yeah, yeah. to get the shovel. Yeah, Black Jerezy goes up, and he's going to get the shovel. So he cruises up, and... <clears throat> Um, we're fucking digging the car out, and I'm just doing, and so he comes back, and he doesn't have the shovel, and so I stand up, and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, he, he goes, the the main guy said that they're not done with it yet, and I'm like, well, that doesn't matter. And he goes, yeah. He goes, but I think they called me the N word. 
except Jerizi's black, so he didn't say the N-word. He actually said it. And as soon as he told me that he thinks that they called him that, I, like, all of the shit and embarrassment and rage that was inside of me, it blinded. I was, I fucking lost my mind. So I went stomping down there. So I walked by the driver's side, and he's sitting, the main guy's sitting in the driver's side of this brand-new, beautiful four-wheel drive pickup. And I don't even look at the guy because I'm so mad. And I just say, where's my shovel? And he smugly fucking thumbs back, and he goes, back there. So I go to the back, and I could easily, I could very gingerly reach in, grab my shovel, and go about my way. But I slam down his tailgate, and I start throwing all of the shit in the back of his truck out of there. And uh, <laughs> I grab my shovel, and he comes around. He gets out of the, uh, the truck, and he comes around, and he goes, hey, man, take it easy. And I turned around, and I don't want to belabor this, so suffice it to say that all of his boys showed up, and I was so fucking out of my mind that I, I basically had my my finger in his face, and I told him that if he utters another sound, that I'm going to end him. And that all <laughs> sounds super calm, but I was so out of my mind, I was freaking out that all of his boys, and some of them were pretty big, were st- standing there looking at the ground, kicking rocks like they're... They don't really know what's going on. Yeah, they're like drawing, and, drawing in the snow with their feet because they're nervous. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, they just want whatever's happening to end as quick as possible. Because seriously, I'm out of my fucking mind. And he keeps wanting to say something, and I keep pointing at him, and I keep pointing at him, and I keep telling him, "Don't fucking do it, dude. Don't fucking say a word. <laughs> don't don't say another word, dude. <laughs> don't say another fucking word, dude, or I'm gonna end you." And I just. I remember looking at this guy, and he had, and this 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 is going to matter for the for the next part of the story. He had a beanie pulled way down, kind of below his eyebrows, and a scarf around him, and and uh, so that that'll matter in a minute. But I re- do remember the look in his eyes. He seemed so confused, and I kind of started to walk away, and he goes, "Don't you know who I am?" And I turned around like uh, I was going to hit him, and he kind of, kind of stutter steps back a little bit. And I just, I, I, I go, it doesn't matter who you are. You don't treat people like that. And I gathered my wits, and I turned back, and I, bum, 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 and I started walking back. So my walk back, I'm embarrassed again. Because well, a part of this, part of this rage that you showed was obviously it's out of embarrassment and and the 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 machismo and all that shit but it's also out of the fact that you are you fucking hate at your core racism that it 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 is something that bothers you i would say more than most normal people it's something that you are it's diametrically opposed to your value system so you fucking you were enraged you were enraged by how he treated your family, who happened to be black. Yeah, unbelievably, yeah, I fucking hate racism. But in, in that couple, there's all kinds of awesome, weird psychological bullshit that's going on in my head at the time, be, even besides the racism. I, I, I had a ridiculously horrible temper growing up, and so I tried so hard, you know, in my early years to, to bring my temper to bear and have control over it, and so losing my shit like that 
it was just it was a fail for me. It was a huge fail. So super bummed about that, super embarrassed about that. I just had all kinds of crazy shit going on in my head. But all of this that we've talked about so far isn't even the best part of the story. I go walking back, and the whole time, my, my fiancé, Heather, she was predominantly kind of involved in the city of Sun Valley. And she was kind of looking to, like, get more involved and, you know, maybe get into, um, into the local government. Right, and right, right. It was important to her. And so as I'm walking back, I'm like, oh, man, I bet that guy was like a mayor, you know, or he was some important dude in Sun Valley. And so I'm totally fucking up Heather's world right now. By the time I get back to my crew, um, I'm just like head down, dragging my feet. I'm just beyond embarrassed. And I told those guys the whole story. And so we were like, everybody decides, okay, we're, we're going to go. Like, they got my truck out while I was down there. Yeah. Uh. Even even more emasculation. Yeah. So in in the front vehicle is Heather's dad, her mom, and uh, and the kids, uh, um, Heather's sister's kids and Jerry's kids. My nieces, my family, my fucking blood. Yeah, right. Point earlier, my right. family. Mixed race. So um, and in the rear car is me driving, and which I shouldn't have been, I guess. Um, Heather, uh, Kirsa, and Jerizi in the back. So we start driving, and we get we get about halfway out, and um, and Jerizi leans forward, and he goes, "Hey, man," because I told them that this guy said, "Don't you know who I am?" And he leans up, and he goes, "Hey, man." He goes, "I wasn't sure at first. He goes, but I know who that guy was." <laughs> I'm like, who, "What's that guy?" <laughs> All right, this is the, this is the fucking grand finale of the thing. He goes. That is Kevin Spacey. And I'm like, no, oh. it wasn't. I love Kevin Spacey. I would have recognized him. However, this guy did have his weenie down and a scarf on, and just, he just, I right. wouldn't have been able to tell. I'm right. going to get a face recognition anyway. So I'm like, no, it wasn't. He goes, no, man. He goes, when I first saw him, he goes, I, he goes, I was thinking it was. And he goes, then when I went there, and, you know, and I thought that they called me the N word. He said, then I'm like, I didn't think it was. He goes, but I'm pretty fucking sure it was. Like, no way. There's no way it was. So I just brush it off. So anyway, we end up getting out of the mountain road, and we're heading back into Sun Valley proper, and Tim, Heather's dad, uh, waved me over uh, to come up next to him. So I, I cruise up next to him. Uh, I roll down the window, and he goes, he goes, hey, um, we figured out who that guy was. And I was like, oh, fuck. Don't, don't say it. And um, he, they all agreed that it was Kevin Spacey. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm, now I'm not, not only embarrassed for all the shit that happened, but I just threatened to end the life of an Academy Award-winning actor who I actually loved. Right. Before this point. Well, let's let's say this. Listen, we're not saying it was Kevin Spacey. We're not saying that. No, no. We're saying that people related to the incident who were there on the scene, they think it's Kevin Spacey. But not yeah, you. They, they not are, you. They're pretty sure that that guy could be anybody, but 100% it was Kevin Spacey. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the greatest stories of all time. And then here's what's even greater about the story. It just adds to the to the beautiful nuance. 
is the fact that for several months after that, every time we would see him on Jay Leno's show or Letterman's show, <laughs> we would wait with bated breath, waiting for him to say something about the maniac in Idaho who threatened to <laughs> fucking murder him. <laughs> That's awesome. That is an awesome story. I leave it to your audience to decide, did I threaten the life of beloved Academy Award-winning actor Kevin Spacey, or did I not? I still am not 100% convinced, but... Well, maybe everybody else seems to think it's true. Maybe, maybe you threatened the life of the most famous candle salesman in Sun Valley, Idaho. <laughs> you know, you don't know that it's Kevin Spacey. I like candle salesmen. Don't you know who I am? I'm Kevin Yankee from Yankee Candle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, that is great. Uh, Listen, as always, Brett. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for contributing. Thanks for being a supporter of your favorite podcast, I Doubt It with Dollamore. Not a problem. I hope the story wasn't too long. No, come on. You kidding me? It was fucking awesome. It is the, it's the hallmark. It's the Yankee candle of stories in our, in, in, on this episode. <laughs> So joining us on the phone, well, it's actually no one. <laughs> we uh, we had scheduled and been bouncing back and forth with one of my best friends in life, Jackie, and she was not able to make it work. So Brittany and I are going to fly solo on this one and tell a story that happened two years ago on Halloween, and it was it really involves more of Brittany's embarrassment and her being called out. And being made to uh, to be a, a spectacle, kind of like my Trader Joe's moment, which kind of sparked all of this. Right. But uh, very, very funny. And it'll live on in infamy because to this day, there is a certain photo that's taken every Halloween to commemorate the occasion. Right. Which we will certainly share on the Facebook page. So <laughs> let me set the stage and then I'll... I'll let Brittany loose because she's going to lose her fucking mind telling the story again because she still gets fired up about it. I guess I can talk to you since you're sitting across from me and not. I'm right here. Like, Hi. Like you're not there. Yeah. <laughs> so every Halloween we stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And we go either to a Halloween party in a bar in the hotel in the resort or we go to just the local bars around the scene, as we are this year. So, stalkers, stay away. Well, we we stay in the hotel, and you know we we stay in different rooms, which sometimes means staying on different floors, right? Which means we're not connected. Sometimes the communication gets broken down, and not everybody gets ready at the same time. But we had a plan to meet in one of the rooms. There's like three or four parties, right? So we, ha we had a plan to meet in one of the rooms on one of the floors before we, to kind of pre-funk before we went out to the bar. I show up, Brittany's still getting ready along with, with Jackie in the room, and I, I, I go ahead because I'm a dude, it didn't take me any fucking time at all to get ready. I don't have to do anything, just throw on my priest outfit that year. I don't think you're telling it right because you walked, you walked into the room with us. You were with us when we walked into the room. No, that's not true. I was already there, 
and you guys came walking in and I witnessed what happened. I witnessed it happening hmm. as an outside observer already having been in the room. Okay. Maybe that's true. Well, there was a cooler full of jello shots. Anyway, we're all drinking. We're having a good time. And Brittany and Jackie come walking in and take it away. Or you just tell it from your perspective. Well, all of that happened, I guess, with the exception of Jesse not walking into the room with us. That's what my <laughs> memory remembers, but that's fine. So I walk in and I don't know everybody in the room. I know Jesse. I know Brett. I know a select few people, but there's a couple of people I don't know. And as I'm walking into the room to go find Jesse, you know, I hear someone say to me a woman a woman i hear this woman say girl you need to eat a sandwich and that's ridiculous <laughs> well i was enraged well it's enraging for many different reasons one she doesn't fucking know you i did not know this person she didn't know you're with me she doesn't really even know me i know her husband vaguely but I don't know her. She didn't even say hi to me. I had never been introduced to her. I had no idea who she was. That was the first thing the that was said to me when I came into right, right. this room. Those were the first words spoken by anyone upon your arrival. Yeah. And, and everyone heard it as well. So it wasn't like she came over to me concerned about how much I weigh and was advising me to eat a sandwich. She announced it to the entire room. So then it was kind of like, okay, well, I had to make a quick decision. What do I do here? Do I follow my instinct and tell this person to F off? Or <laughs> that, by the way, uh, contrary to Brittany's persona on the show, she is very quick to tell someone to fuck off. Well, I just I don't handle people being disrespectful. You and stand it's not your even it's, you're 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 strong. Right. It's not even just being disrespectful to me. I mean, anytime something is happening, I have no problem stepping in and, and being a little hostile. I get it from my mom. But Well, I think certain occasions need to be met with a mild hostility. Right. And I wish that I would have done that in this situation, but I did not because I didn't know who she was, if she was friends with, you know, people we were close to in the room and if it would have caused a problem, I didn't know. So I just ignored it. I didn't even say anything. Right. You didn't chuckle. You didn't laugh it off. You acted as though it wasn't said. Yeah. And I just walked over and then proceeded to think very, very bad thoughts <laughs> and about things that could possibly happen, but I didn't do any of them. So we leave the hotel and we make our way over to the bar. And keep in mind, Brittany has always been one who has been concerned with and into the conversations of of the way people look, their bodies, whether it's their... They're too heavy, whether they're too thin in people's judgment. When someone and there's, you know, the whole their whole, oh, men don't like bones. What's the what's the meme that's out there? Yeah. Dogs are for bones, not men or yeah, something. Bones are for dogs, yeah. not men. Something like that. And then it has like pictures of skinny models and stuff. Dogs are for bones, huh? Yeah. <laughs> or bones are for dogs. Right, right. <laughs> so so Brittany, that always bothers Brittany and not because she feels objectified or whatever because she's thin but because it's just you can be equal and be thin and you can be just as valuable and equal and be heavy it doesn't 
you don't have to compare yourselves to one another, ladies. It's right. And it's also it's just rude. Uh, There's there shouldn't be memes out there that say you need to stop eating so many cheeseburgers or men aren't attracted to fat women like there's there there are not I haven't seen any memes out there that say that. And if there are, those memes are wrong. But for some reason, it's okay for people to gang up on thin women and just announce to the world that they need to eat a sandwich. It's very rude. She doesn't know me. I eat all the time. Right. Well, it's the same thing as when you encountered when you were in high school and someone came up to you in a mall that you don't fucking know, comes up to you in a mall and is concerned for your health because they believe you're anorexic. Right, that when, happened to me. Yeah, and you're, you're clearly, if anybody knows you for five fucking minutes, you're not an anorexic, you're not, you have a phobia of puking, so you're certainly not bulimic. Listen, when I was in middle school, okay, I used to get dropped off at the mall with my friend, and I would usually have like 20 bucks with me that my uncle had sent me in the mail, and... My friend would have money, too, and she would want to buy clothes, and I would head to the food court and get myself some clam chowder and a bread bowl, (laughs) a cinnamon roll, and sometimes Uh, also a slice of pizza. And nothing has changed except for the (laughs) amount of money in Brittany's pockets. So so anyway, Brittany's concerned for this all the time, and I don't want to sidetrack us or get too far afield from what we're talking about. Right. So I always complain about it, and we were at the bar, and so I'm going on this diatribe about these conversations and how inappropriate they are, and I say, I just don't understand why body talk is ever necessary, and everyone just starts laughing at me. <laughs> well, it was, what's great about it is, and I, damn it, I wish she was here, Jackie was a part of this conversation, and so... Of course, with our group, there's always a, a litany, a barrage, a menagerie, if you will, of photo flipping, of photo snip snapping, snip snapping. So we're taking pictures and I get this picture and I don't know if we meant to commemorate the moment, but I get this picture of Jackie and Brittany talking about body talk. And the picture is a fucking classic where... Jackie has her drink and she's all very animated. You can tell she's all animated. And Brittany looks all sad because there was body talk. Well, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be Jackie looking at me very concerned about my body. Is that what it is? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm looking very sad because Jackie's expressing concern (laughs) over my body. Right. So. So every year we take this picture and it's body talk, you know, 2012, body talk 2013. And this year it'll be body talk 2014. Yeah. So be ready for body talk 2014 because it's going to happen. It is. And it's a wonderful tradition. So I don't know if I want to put a call out to the audience to do their own body talk photo. I Mm. think it would be if we could get that going, get the hashtag body talk going on a meme or a photo. If you got a, a meme app on your phone. I think that would be fucking spectacular. Right. And maybe, since it's not me making the call, it would be something for you. We might get a little traction on it. Because same sighting really didn't fucking go anywhere. (laughs) It did not. And Truth Wiener didn't get a goddamn ounce of traction. Well, that's dumb. Because Truth Wiener's good. (laughs) So, Body Talk 2014, I think, would be a noble, a noble effort. Right. We all need to talk more about each other's bodies. It's really important. Right. It's so stupid. Instead of leaving people the F alone. And it's likely that that same gal is going to be with us this year. 
Well, luckily I've gained a little weight since last time I saw her. Because when I told Brett that this was going to be one of the stories we tell, he was concerned that we were going to drop people's names. I don't know her name. That's what I, I said. I was never introduced to her. The right. only thing that she ever said to me was, I need to eat a sandwich. Yeah, I know her name. I don't know her. Hu- I, I mean, I know her husband's name. I don't know her name. Right. And besides, if you're, respo- you're an adult, you're responsible for what you say, I wouldn't have a problem saying her name. I wouldn't be able to pick her out of a lineup, in fact. I don't, I don't know, even know what she looks like. I don't know if I would either. Yeah, I can't remember what she... That's how little, I guess, that mattered. <laughs> So happy Halloween, Brittany. Thank you. Yeah. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Yay. So that's it. I think we're going to wrap it up with that story. Okay, great. This delicious Halloween episode. It is not as quite as delicious as as candy corns, which Brittany loves. Oh, yeah. You even, you even had a gift. Someone gifted you Halloween peeps already. Yeah. And you're a peep freak. Everyone knows that I love peeps. So I always get peeps at Easter and Halloween and they have them for other holidays, but I mostly just like the peeps at Easter. They're fucking dumb. Mm, They're pretty delicious. No. I could eat like hundreds at a time. That is true, which is going to create more body talk for you. Right. So so with that, I think we're going to wrap it up, everybody. Listen, be kind to one another and be genuine especially when dealing with people's bodies. <laughs> For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollamore, and this has been another episode of I Doubt It. Yeah, yeah, it had a nice big white bone. <laughs> <laughs>